Welcome to GFC Church Sunday morning sermon, and I'm so glad that uh, you get to watch this sermon or you get to hear it on our podcast. Um, I believe that God has a word for us, and um, we're going to continue from where we started last week. Uh, the idea uh, that we are discussing is uh, the heart of giving. We're talking about um, Christians and believers' attitude toward this being generous uh, and generosity and how we should live. But last week, uh, we talked about uh, God's heart. Uh, because um, the heart of giving really begins from the heart of God. And we talked about how God is a giver. We talked about the provision of God. He continually, historically, we looked at, especially in the Old Testament, that how he continued to provide and to give to his people, to his nation. Uh, starting from Genesis, he was a giver of life. And not after, after that, we see him giving purpose to Abraham. He was a, a giver of purpose. Uh, He was a giver of wealth uh, and peace. He was a giver of uh, freedom. He was a giver of uh, property, positions, and and, and, uh, different things. He continually, this is his nature. This is his nature. Uh, Giving is the nature of God. Um, Provision, uh, God's provision is, it comes from his heart, his attitude towards uh, giving to other people. So when we talk about uh, the heart of giving, the core and the sense is not, is not about guilt. It's not really about um, what we ought to do and what we shouldn't do. It's about, hey, we have this kind of God and, and we want some of that and we have some of that nature imputed into us. And how can we live this life in the way he called us to live, in the way he is living his life? If we can pray quickly for God to speak to us this morning. And we'll talk about uh, today's part of that series. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you so much for this morning, for the opportunity for us to come together and to hear your word. And I pray, Father, that you will speak to us in a manner that impacts us, that transforms our minds. I pray, Father, Lord, whoever needs to hear this, whoever needs to be touched by your word, that they will be here, that they will watch this, and that, that they will hear this, and that they will be blessed. We honor you, Father. Thank you for um, the people serving, the person serving behind the camera. Thank you for me giving me this opportunity to speak your word. We honor you and we give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. Amen. So, if we are talking about uh, the heart of giving, if we are talking about that God has this nature of unending giving to his people, like continually. Especially just think about the mercy that he continues to give to us. It's like an ending, unquenching, of mercy that never ends, that he continues to pour out into his people. And he also gave us the ultimate gift. He gave us the best gift anybody could ever give. He gave his only begotten son as, as a sacrifice uh, for our salvation. If this is God's nature, if this is who God is, if he's a continual giver, and then how can we uh, be like him? And not, the question is not only how can we be like him, what do we have? Because we know God is such a generous God because he is such a wealthy God. He has everything. He has no need. He has no lack. So he can give from what he has. He has plenty. So when you think about your own life, my own life, and we looked at, hey, I have this much debt in my credit card. I have this much debt on my loan. I have this much things that I need. I have this much things that I'm doing. Like, what can I give? Like, you know, maybe this preaching is not really for me. 
Uh, this is for people that have wealth, people that have plenty to give, people that have a lot of things that they have. Maybe this is for people who knows a lot, who are mature. Maybe this message is not for me, but I'm telling you today, this message is for you. So the question that we will try to answer today is, what do I have that I can give? What do I have? What can I give? What is, what is in me that I can get to give to other people? What is that I have that I can be a blessing to? And my hope and my desire this morning is God will open the, the eyes of our hearts so we can see the things that we can give to the people and to the family that are around us. If we can go to the Bible, we're going to look at the parable of the, the parable of the talents. This is what it says. For it would be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with it, and he made five talents more. He, so he also who has had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more and saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done. Good and faithful servant, you have been faithful over a little, I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also had the two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have two more ta two talents more. Excuse me. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You knew, I'm sorry, um, you have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He who also had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own, what was my own with interest. So take the talents from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given and who will have and he will have an abundance, but from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Verse 29 again, for to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance, but for the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. So in this parable, Jesus talked about talents. I just want to give you what a talent means. This is not, um, this is, this is the currency that was known in, the, uh, in that century when Jesus was on earth. So one talent is one day laborer's 20 years, uh, 20 years work worth. 
So basically, if, because we are in Manitoba, I looked at the minimum wage. So uh, day labor in that time is considered a minimum wage. So if we look at the minimum wage of one person in, Can in Manitoba right now, it's about a little over $20,000 a year. So when we say one talent, what we're talking about is about $400,000 in today's currency. So when we say for the first person, he gave him five talents, we're looking at $2 million. I don't know, this sounds like a math class, but bear with me. Uh, to the first person, he gave him about $2 million. And when we talk about the second person with two talents, he gave him $800,000. And for the first one, he gave him, or with the one with the one talent, he gave him in today's currency about $400,000. So it's not as uh, simple money. It's not a small money. It's not a small um, thing that he left with them. He left um, altogether about three million, over $3 million. So here is where the change happens. The one who received the $5 million knew that this $5 million does not belong to him, but he has received it. So he took it and he invested it and he used it. And then when the master came, he said, here is the five talents. Here is another one. So here's $4 million. The two talents also knew, hey, this is the money my master gave me. Um, so I can, I, can, I can invest it and I can use it for his, his purpose. So he invested it and it, was, it came back double fold and he gave back about $1,600,000. And then the last one said, hey, this is my master's money. He is evil and I'm afraid, so I'm just going to bury it. He said, I'm just going to bury it. I'm not going to invest this money. Um, so the question is, what do I have that I can give? So all these three servants, they didn't have something of their own as far as we know in this parable, but they all received something from God. They have all received something from their master. I just want you to allow the Holy Spirit to remind you right now what he has given you. What are the things that he invested in you that he is looking for you um, to, to use? The Bible says, freely you received, freely give. So what are the things that you received from him that is his, that he blessed you with, that you can recognize today? And say, hey, this belongs to God. So I'm going to use it. I'm going to generously use it. I'm going to invest it. Because whoever gives to the poor, the Bible says, he lends to God. So what, what, are you, what is what God has given you in your life now that can be used as a benefit to the people around you. And more than anything, brings glory to God. See, the last person the third person that said, I was afraid, was actually lying. He wasn't just afraid because he thought that the master was evil. Because the master's response to him was, you wicked and slothful person. You lazy person. The reason you didn't do it, if you were afraid of me, if you actually were afraid, oh, I don't want to lose what I have. I just want to keep it. You could have just kept it in the bank and with the interest it would have been more money. That would have been a smart thing to do. But you are so lazy, you don't even want to do that. You don't want to use what I have given you for anything, so you just buried it. The thing about using these talents is it's a risk. It's a risk. And, and he doesn't want to take any risk. 
and he doesn't want to do anything about it. I wonder how many of us have something that God blessed us with, but we're not using it. We're not blessing others with it because we're just slothful. We're just too lazy to, to do something with the gifts God has given us. Some of you guys, some of us might have the ability to communicate very well and you know you have this gift and you've received it freely but you don't want to put on the work. You might have the ability um, to, to, uh, to invest in financially in other people or encourage people or pray for people but we are just too lazy to do it just like the third servant was and we are missing because what the master did after that is take away what he has. Because for one who has, who has some, more will be given. But to the one who have nothing, even what he has will be taken away. Every time I think about this verse, I've said this before. There is no one, there is no one who does not have, quote unquote, nothing. Because here he says, even to the one who thinks who have nothing, what he has will be taken away. Because even if you think I have nothing, you have something. You have something in you that God deposited in your life. If you are a believer, if you are a Christian, there is something in you that God has put. Don't say, I have nothing to give. I have nothing to invest. I have nothing that I can contribute to the society. I have nothing that I can add value to the people around me, to my family and community. Don't say that because there is definitely something. May God open your eyes because if you don't use it, he says, here, you will lose it. So the question is, when you say, uh, when we ask, uh, what can I give? The question is, look deep, look deep. What have you received? What have you received? What is, God, what is that thing that God has given you, that is deposited in you, that God is calling and saying, hey, how long are you going to hold on to it? How, when are you going to invest it? When are you going to use it? When are you going to be generous about it? Because the Bible says to the one who gives, more will be given. To the one who invests, more will he receive. See, a lot of time, this is what I understand. A lot of time, we want certain things to go right in our lives. Certain things, whether it's your career, whether it's your relationship, whether it's your finance, whether it's anything. And, but we don't want to do something that risks of us giving out things or giving out things. Whether it's to, to your education, to your career, to the relationship, we just want it to work out. But the Bible says it is when you give that more you will receive. When you give your heart... When you give your passion, when you give your time, when you give your talent and your gift, whatever God has blessed you with, don't keep it and stay at home. I ask you and I applaud you in the name of Jesus. Don't keep it and stay at home and just say, hey, I know I have, but I'm just going to keep it. Whatever the reason is, whatever the reason is, whatever is holding you back, just like that third servant, whatever it is, I think God really wants you to break through. There is no way he will give you something just for you to hold on to it, to bury it. What have you buried in your heart? What have you buried in your home? What have you buried that you have not used for a long time? God is calling you. Hey, bring it. Bring it. 
you're hoping and believing for something to work out, but God is hoping and believing in you for you to take, to take step and give and invest what you have so he can bless it and it, it can become the things that you hoped it would be. Amen? Amen? It's like having a seed uh, and having a garden and hoping that you will have fruits one day. But until you give the seed, until you give up the seed and put it out there on the garden and then wait for it to grow and produce, you're not going to get that fruit. So what is the things that God has given you in your hand? The Bible says God gives seed to the sower. So if you are a person who is willing to sow, stay with me for a second. If you are a person who is willing to sow, if you are a person who is willing to be generous with your time, with your energy, with your strength, with your gift, then God will give you the seed to do that. So when we say, what do you have? It's what have, what, what have you received? Because it is God who provides because he's generous as we talked last week. Because he has a tendency to continue to give to us. Because of him, there is something you have received. As long as you're holding on to it. You've blocked the access to receive more because he gives it to the sower. So, freely you received, freely you give. Some of the things that we receive freely is, number one, our salvation. We are saved freely. So, speaking about Jesus, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ is giving what you have received freely. Some of the things that we received is our peace. So, bringing peace into people, bringing peace between people, uh, and, and pursuing peace with each individual is something we can give because we have received the peace of God, as we talked about a few weeks ago, freely. But the context of that, where it says, give freely what you have received freely, is also about the gift of the Holy Spirit. He was talking about um, heal, uh, cast out demons, do all these things. And he says, whatever you, receive, you have received freely, freely you also give. So the gift of the Holy Spirit the talents, the gifts the Holy Spirit gave you, the ability to do things, the spiritual gifts, the ability to pray for people, whatever it is, don't bury it. Don't bury it. Bring it out. It's only when you bring it out that you will receive more. It's only when you bring it out that it will get to grow. Amen? Blessed should be the name of the Lord. All right, so the second answer for that question, what can I give, is ask. You should ask. We should ask, Lord, I don't feel like I have what I can give. Even if you are in a scenario where you see a need and you feel like you don't have what it takes for that need of people to, meet, to be met, ask. Ask the Lord, God, I want you to give me this so I can be generous in this area of my life. I want you to bless me financially so I can bless these people who need help. I want you to bless me with time so I can have enough time to give to these people. I want you to bless me with health so I can walk and do all these things and help other people in the areas of their lives that they need help. Ask so you can have something to give. James chapter 4, James, chap, James chapter 4, verse 2 to 3 says, James 4, 2 to 3 says, You want what you don't have. So you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage wars to take it away from them. 
Now he's talking about the attitude of humanity. So you are always about taking. You, you fight, you kill, um, you get jealous, you take, you fight, you take away from them. It's all about like, you know, let me take, let me take so I can have it. But here he says, yet you don't have what you want. And the reason is because you did not ask God for it. I wonder how many things we don't have that we're fighting for, that we're getting jealous about, that we're going crazy about, that we are sinning about because we have not asked God for it. I wonder how many things in our lives feel like it's missing because we have not asked God for it. Here James said, you do not have what you want because you have not asked God for it. And verse 3, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. He says, you don't ask to number one. But even when you ask, it's all about me, I, and mine. It's all about me. Your motive is so twisted. He said, your motive is so wrong, God can't even give you. Because you want only what will give you pleasure. See, the idea of generosity, the idea of uh, the heart of giving is about, it's not about me. It's not about my pleasure. I want to say something right here. Even if the reason you give is not, is so you can feel a certain way, it's still a twisted mindset of feeling uh, that, that pleasure. Even when you think about, oh, I want to give so I can feel good. This is not about you. This is not really about you. This is not really about how you feel. This is not really about making you feel good about yourself. This is not a therapy. This is really, really genuinely about other people. It's about what God can give you so God can bless others, lift up others, strengthen others, bring others to him. It's about him and the people. So here it clearly says, hey, you don't have because you do not ask. Even when you ask, your motive is so messed up. God is like, ah, I can't give you. I can't give you so you can just have pleasure. So you can just make it all about yourself. He have a heart of generosity. And he wants to see that heart in our lives. He wants to see that attitude and that lifestyle with us all the time. So he's asking you and he is imploring you to say that. Ask me. But when you ask me, I'm asking you so I can do this with that. So I can do this for other people. When you do that, it says you will receive. You will receive. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So what am I saying today? What I'm saying is very simple. Yes, we're talking about the heart of giving. But the heart of giving starts by understanding who God is. And second, what we have to begin with. Everything that we have comes from him. So if you have a sense of I have nothing We'll come to the club. It's not about what you have. It's, what, it's about what you have received. It's not about what you carry. It's about what he carried for you. So tap into that. And instead of asking, I don't have anything, ask the Lord, look into God and say, what have you given me? Show me the things that you blessed me with that I'm supposed to use for your glory and to the benefit of others. Number two, what we're saying is, hey, I looked around and, and I want to give more, but I don't have more. Then in that case, it says, ask. Ask God. Ask him to give you. Because now when you ask 
in order for you to give, your motivation is right. Because ask and you shall receive. And when you receive, it's going to be good measure. Pressed down and shaking together and running over. The reason is not so you can all have it for your pleasure. I, I, I feel sad when I see uh, people sharing this word and saying this word to make it all about them. Oh, this is what you're going to receive if you pray. It's all about me, me, me. No, no, it's not about you. You don't need press down, shaking together, running over just so you can bask in it. It's about, hey, ask and what God will give you is not only, only going to be enough for you. It is for you to give to other people. And your motivation has to be that. Not for my pleasure, but for the benefit of others and for the glory of you. Can we just close our eyes and ask the Holy Spirit to open our eyes to see what we have received. And also, let's pray that God will open our hearts to ask Him the things that we want to have in order for us to give to others. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I hope you have benefited. If you want to let us know that you're listening or you want to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at jfc.church. I hope you will have a wonderful week. Stay blessed.